Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Veil podcast. It's your girl, it's a baby. Anyway, guess what guys? Today is going to be the final episode for this season. Woof! Who's excited? Excited like... Bravo! I just dropped it at the beginning. But yeah. Excited because I can remember when this whole thing started. Like how long it took us to actually find time to talk about what we wanted to do. Start to flesh it out. Our first shoot... Yeah, it, it, it feels good that, you know, we've now come to the end of the first season. I think we should be very proud of ourselves. Yep, yep. We made it. Mama, we made it. <laughs> anyway, how are you guys doing? How's it going over there? Yeah, I'm feeling, well, I'm going to say much better. Um, I think we've actually come a very long way. Like Hanifa mentioned when we were starting, and wow, we are here today, the eighth episode, right? And this episode is actually going to be coming like a week later, and that's due to like a lot of a lot of a number of things that's happened, right? I'm excited about this episode. I'm excited for this to go live. Sounds good. Hanifa, what's up? How you doing? How you feeling? Yeah, so for me, I think my week was very hectic, actually. Um, I can't really share why it was hectic yet, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes, and I've basically struggled to balance it this week. But I had good rest yesterday, and I think I'm quite happy now. And um, yeah, and I made jello fries, so... I guess that's also a good thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and if I won't stop making noise about our jello fries everywhere. No, look, 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 look. I don't brag. Like, if I if I tell you something is good, it is good. Like, ask anybody. Didn't you see people quoting my tweet that, yes, like, I'm not capping. My jello fries is actually, like, the bomb. Mad. <laughs> yeah. Mad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it's really been a, a long three weeks of or so. And like you said, we'll probably get into more details when we start talking about the wrap up episode. But yeah, it's been pretty ethic. A lot of things has happened in the background and we are here. I feel like I should already let it sleep, but guys, like the name of this episode is the wrap up. And it's the wrap up for a reason. And you're going to find out, like, because we have a lot to catch up on. We have a lot to share with you. And because it's also the final episode of the season. Yeah, we have to. Nah, you guys, wait wait for it. Wait for it. As in, wait for it. For me, mm, my week has been very hectic. I think um, my my November was hectic in general. And then we, it's a new month and um, it's still hectic. Coupled with the fact that um, the semester is wrapping up too, and it's the finals week, so I've been very busy with my own with my own schoolwork and also my teaching assistant job. It's been a lot of back and forth with my students. So yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it for me. 
Anyway, let's get right into the business for today. So guys, to start with, this episode is more of a freestyle. We're just going to be discussing like random things and different things and everything and anything that is happening right now in the world. To kick this off, um, there's this new COVID variant, guys. Like, are you guys hearing what's going on in the world? Are you guys following up? How's COVID, the new variant, how's it over there? I mean, I know you're in America. It's I think it's fast spreading, and everyone is everyone has been careful again, even though everyone is still not wearing their mask. I don't know how it is back home in Nigeria and um the UK too. And if I how's the new COVID variant in UK? I feel like here, like it's slowly been getting a lot of press, and I know the government just this night uh put nigeria on the red list and um they've not started i don't think they've made a uh, mask compulsory again but i feel like they're going to reinstate that back i also feel like they're going to put lots more countries on the red list i've thoughts on that to be honest because i feel this covid thing has gotten political quite fast in the sense that you know south africa discovered this thing and they shared with the world that hey we found a new variant and it's potentially more dangerous or we we don't know a lot about it here but we found a new variant and then it just kind of feel like the whole world is punishing them for for (laughs) for that and it now makes you realize you know the whole deal where china where um covid was first like reported they, they didn't actually share the news early on. And these things make you realize why that is. Because wh- why would a country put itself on that um, kind of short end of the stick? And they're they kind of doing the right thing, like South, like South Africa is doing now. And it just feels like, okay, we're going to shut the doors on Africa, blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't know what I would expect other countries to do or like Western countries to do, but certainly just saying, okay, we're going to put you on the red list. We're not going to allow travel. Isn't the right approach to this? But then I digress. Like the local feel here really is still like, okay, this is yet another variant. We had the Delta variant. I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad, blah, blah, blah. And I think people, personally, I, I feel some ses- sense of dread. Like, okay, this was how the old thing started in the first place where a lot of people were like, eh, it's just a new, it, 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 it can't be that serious. Like, we're going to figure it out, blah, 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 blah. And it became very big. The lockdown started. And almost two years later, we're still not, like, it, it it kind of feels like COVID is here to stay. COVID and its various variants is here to stay. And people are just over the whole, okay, lockdown. Okay, use your mask. It, it's, it very much feels like other people are like, eh, it's just yet another variant. But for me, I'm just looking at the old thing unfolding, you know, the, um, the putting countries on red list, restricting travel, reinstating you know compulsory mask lockdowns this was how it started in the first place so for me i just still feel a sense of dread and fear about it um on my end um i actually feel exhausted like i'm just tired 
you know, I I thought we were gradually getting to those points where everything is going to get back to normal, let's say by 2022. And here we are in December, hitting another rock bottom. And it's just so scary. I'm just exhausted. I'm tired. I don't even know what to think about it. Like when I think about Nigeria, right? Like people are way past it. I, I don't think anybody's going to listen to anything. Maybe just the ones i would say that probably had to travel or go to work or stuff like that but i don't think you can tell an uh, like an average nigerian an, an average nigerian hey there's a new variant from me because they just look at like what the heck are you talking about like this shit we are done you guys have bubbled us in the past right and the literacy is, is something else entirely and also with the way um even when we were neck deep into covid lockdown and what's not I still like I still believe that very few um rural part of Nigeria believed this thing existed, right? Or actually accepted it or like it was more like a political thing, like okay, they just wanted to like park money and just steal money and whatever. So it's a whole lot, right? I just I'm just tired personally and I just want the world to go back to normal if we are ever going to have something like that. I'm sure we just have to like cope. With the new way the world has turned like into, yeah, I'm just tired. Like, I think it just reinstates one thing: that anything this whole COVID thing has taught anybody is to just do whatever it is you want to do when you want to do it, and not procrastinate, right? With your life or hold on to something. Oh, when this thing is over, I'm gonna do this or stuff like that. Yeah, which is something I also want to like just point out yeah to be honest it's it's really overwhelming i mean for me now i i don't even know what to expect because i know that currently in the u.s the the um, the new variant has been i think it's been found it's been discovered in like about 10 states and before you know it like that's how it's going to keep spreading and spreading it almost like it felt like we were like getting somewhere like everyone was already living past the whole um virus and and stuff like that look at me for instance now i started my like masters and it just feels like i'm not exactly experiencing america like i'm not experiencing that grad school that grad school life i really want to do you get like so many of my courses are still online and to think that we are still at least we're making progress regarding the old virus thing and then now there's a new variant. I don't even know what to expect next semester. If they're going to start saying, oh, everybody will have to stay at home. And, you know, it's just been mixed feelings. It's been a lot of overwhelming feelings, to be honest. And I think maybe because it's December, they know a lot of people want to come home, that people have not been home last year, two years ago due to COVID, right? And a lot of people want to just come and see their family members and mingle with friends and i think that is why it's always different during this period of the year and they are trying to take it serious put like measures in place and i don't know to be honest so so for me like i'll say regardless like you know there's little to nothing like you as a normal person can do except just try to be careful wear your mask um you know, whenever I use your answer, just just take the little precautions you can and hopefully this thing would unfold in a way that we won't go back into the, into the lockdowns we had and, you know, where lots of people were struggling with mental health and being alone and things like that. Like, I, I just don't want that period back. 
And if I may be in the UK, maybe in the UK, but I don't think Nigeria can handle another lockdown. Yeah, I, I think I, I do have a very UK-centric view of things because obviously the lockdown caught me here and I've not been home since. But yeah, I know even Nigeria went on lockdown for a while and it really affected the economy and things like that. So yeah, please, everyone, if you've not gotten the vaccine, try to get it. If you don't want to get the vaccine, take precautions. Just, just yeah, take care. Do you. <laughs> Wait, Anifa, when you mentioned that um, there is like Nigeria is now on the red list or something, so does it mean that those guys that have currently traveled, like, you know, some guys are already like in Nigeria and they traveled from the UK, is it that they won't be able to come back to the UK or what's going to happen? I think for red list countries, it's not like they would not be able to come back. Um, okay. You're basically going to be allowed in if you're um, British or, of course, if you're Irish or if you have residence rights in the UK. Um, and basically, you must do this whole hotel quarantine package thing. You must uh, take COVID tests before you come back to, to the UK. There's also this passenger locator form thing you have to do. Basically, share like, the restrictions are a lot tighter. Like it's mandatory quarantine in hotel, which you have to pay for. And I think it's quite expensive. It's it's definitely up to a thousand pounds, if I remember correctly. I don't know the exact amount, but it's yeah, it just makes traveling much more stressful. Do you get what I mean? Oh my god, it almost feels like we are back to square one. Yep, yep. So if you wanted to visit the UK, like normal visit visa stuff, like they probably won't allow you in. But if you're like resident here or you're a national, uh -huh. but even with that, you still have to do this like quarantine thing. That's why the red list is a big deal. Man, I don't even know how I feel about all these things. Make everybody share deal rights. And like Aisha mentioned, whatever plans people have, to be honest, don't wait for one COVID or one pandemic to be over before you carry on with your plans. Just go ahead because everybody is starting to live past these things. Like, you can't wait. So many people had plans to do stuff last year. They said, mm, after the pandemic. Now, pandemic is still on. I mean, everybody is living their life regardless. But then, we'll all be all right. Anyway, moving on. Did you guys see the video where um someone was asking for peace work and then he he invited the likes of macaroni and files to you know come and join him on the peace walk as per our human right activist <laughs> i don't understand how someone is actually asking those people in public to come and join them to come and join him sorry for a peace walk did you guys see the video not these guys not these guys the disguise i mean it's definitely disguising. I actually did not see the video anyways. I just saw the post and I scroll past because it's total BS to me. Well, for me, I feel like the timing of the peace walk is a bit suspect here. Yeah? Uh, and maybe just to um, say it before I, I, I share my thoughts, I'm, not pro, I'm neither pro-government nor against the government. I just look at actions and you know, of course, I try to look at the bigger picture. So if this piece work was something that had come before the anniversary of NSARS 
and then they they had planned it towards like that date in in um and and in hand with the activists and all it probably would have made a lot of sense but this is coming after that this is coming after the whole harassment of people who even tried to do remembrance on that day this is coming after the whole enters majority report minority report of the panel it just feels a bit like insincere for the governor to say that oh yeah the the major people who were involved in this whole um sad enters thing the the faces of the movement is who you need on your peace walk like if i was them if i was one of those guys as well like i would run as far as possible because it's not a good look even if it's for noble reasons even if it's for if it's for good reasons like it's not a good look at all and nigerian twitter is a place where <laughs> okay maybe this is another just entirely but it reminds me of the whole tauma thing do you guys remember where I think they had done this kit maker award thing and then someone came online maybe one of them came online and tried to paint it as if they had an audience with you know asso rock to table some of these matters that the youths are interested in and then it just led to a whole lot of backlash for for tauma and not necessarily all the other people involved so if i was one of those guys like mr macaroni anyone like i wouldn't want to be involved in this so-called peace walk do you get what i mean and like what is the purpose of this peace walk like the person trying to do the peace walk is the face of the government in the state like okay like that's the part i struggle with so i'm not sure about the motives of the government or the governor you know to be precise but yeah if i was one of those guys I, i would probably distance myself as well the first thing that even came to mind when I heard peace work was what's peaceful about whatever work you guys want to do in Lagos State. I mean, that is the same state where the Lekki massacre happened and you, I, I beg, I beg, I beg. Like I said, I feel it's just this guy saying, right? And then if I was already mentioned, the timing is just totally off. And I feel it's just in a way to, to sweep everything under the carpet. It doesn't even need to do a peace work anyways because everything is definitely going to be swept after the old report and the investigation that were carried out right it's nigeria like i'm tired i'm not even interested like i'm just so weak there's no point to be honest i really hope things get better sure anyway that being said i'm trying to think of other things that um is currently happening on on the streets of social media and in nigeria in general um do you guys do some <laughs> this is not funny why are you why are you guys laughing the way you mentioned it actually no i had to because i know that that way all of you would like you connect to what i'm saying like the old chisom gist <laughs> oh my god lo- lo- lots of things are happening to be honest <laughs> you know the funny thing is i i i, I did not even like I did not follow up on the whole like chisom gist when it was trending after the whole after somebody came out and said he was offering stuff. I mean, it was I don't know the whole thing just just scattered all over the tail and it was very hard to pick up the pieces. Yeah, so maybe I, I I'll try to look for it, but I know this whole thing started when 
I believe it was Motivius on Twitter who said that, okay, uh, maybe one of the people they were trying to get to do the old school application thing. So for those who don't know, like old school is this uh, platform basically where you can get a diploma in software engineering. And at the time, there was this whole um, scholarship and this drive online from different people to pay for people's application to actually get into old school. So I believe Mo was doing one of, like Mo was kind of involved in that. So I'm trying to look for the exact tweet and I can't find it because there are so many tweets. But apparently this person was kind of trying to take advantage of someone, like a lady, um, because she was trying to get into tech or something. And at the end of the day, it turned out that that wasn't just a one-time thing. And there have been a few stories like that. And uh, it's just, it, it, it was just a lot. Like, I don't want to get into all the dirty stories and all. Um, but basically, the gist of the matter became, you know, women are very vulnerable everywhere. And women are now even more vulnerable in the tech space as well. Like, for a space that that claims to be, you know, agnostic in terms of, you know, gender, religion, all those things. Actually, it's not very safe for women if someone is gatekeeping, you know, opportunities to tech and is using it as an avenue to actually harass women. So there was a lot of outcry on Twitter and, you know, a lot of back and forth, people trying to disassociate themselves from the Tissome guy. Yeah, the Tissome guy recently also got some sort of money as well from Don Jazzy, I believe, um, to sponsor people into tech as well. And I think that's kind of what made the whole thing blow up. And then we also heard they recently got married. So there's so many layers to it, but what I took at the time was that a lot of women are still very much vulnerable. No matter how we try to say that, yeah, there are lots of opportunities, you know, just speak up, just talk to people. When you're trying to talk to people, when you're trying to get people to help you, there are some people who are actually predators and they kind of take advantage of you. So for me, like, I, I don't even know what the takeaway is because I, I can't tell people not to apply for things. I can't tell people not to try to get mentors but it just really dawned on me in that moment that, you know, we need to keep doing the work we're doing as women. We need to keep, like, making ourselves accessible to other people trying to get into tech as well. Like, we need to also be visible. And maybe that way, when there are lots of women, like, in tech who can act as mentors and things like this, maybe that would reduce this whole thing. But it's quite sad that people cannot keep it in their pants enough to do what they're supposed to do. It's quite sad that we have to have women-only spaces to be safe, even in tech. But if that's what we have to do to make sure people are safe, then yeah. And maybe to wrap it up, like, ladies, there are a lot of female-only, like, platforms. I know of one, um... She codes Africa. I'm even on the group, the Slack channel as well. Like, if you don't have any idea of where to start from, if you don't know where to, just, 
just type it on Google. It will take you to the uh, page. You can sign up. Like maybe that's what we just need to do. Look for women space, women only spaces at first and just, you know, yeah, it's a mess out there to be honest. It's a mess. Yeah, just to add um, a little to what Anifa said, it's really sad. I I actually saw it, even though I wasn't really fully following it. But yeah, it, it, it is a sad thing to see, especially to see females experience those kind of things, right? And I'm trying to look for a couple of other women-only space, right? But um, I can't seem to like, get a proper list. But I think we'll, like, we'll definitely be adding it to to the podcast notes or um we'll definitely be adding the link to those spaces and also how you can get started when this podcast goes live yeah yeah I, we, we'll do that i think that that's that, that'll be good for our listeners anyway i just remembered something i need to switch up this mood real quick you guys you guys how many times did i say twice thank you I've started countdown to my birthday. My birthday is in July next year, by the way. And I'm pulling a date. So I thought you were going to say something legitimately, <laughs> like something. Yeah, please, please. Let me let me let me just tell the fans. Let me tell our people now. Guys, I'm pulling a day we do on everyone. See, this birthday next year has to be bam. What I'm not going to do one one million. Because I'm I'm not I'm not greedy. I won't do one one million. But I'll, I'll let you guys know in due time how much it's going to be. But my dears, please prepare your bank account, prepare your cards. I don't know whatever, but then... You know, I actually thought you were going to move on to something interesting. Because Anifa's birthday comes first, like January. She's not even shouting everywhere. And you are here. <laughs> See, you cannot collect anything. She, your account will be dry. Is it what? <laughs> Am I showing you that? Like, I legit thought you were moving on to something more interesting, right? And I just ate my bed. I was like, what? Please, so my own bed is interesting. And please, David, don't get five heads. Uh, actually, David has five heads. As I don't know if you'll be 30 video. I don't know. Let me, let me tell you. One, one head one is that David is from a rich family. The second one is rich. The third one is in entertainment. The fourth one, he probably has more friends than you do. Probably, probably, <laughs> probably like you just add probably to it. Rich friends, by the way. <laughs> My friends, prove an if I'm wrong. She's saying lastly, the video is rich again. So those are the five heads. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, you know the thing about these things is. It looks cool when someone who has money does it, yeah? But if you do it, you look like, mm, this one is just begging us for money. I'm just telling you how it looks. But, I mean, guys, if you want to prove Isua right and me wrong, you can send her money for her birthday coming up in uh, seven, eight months. Yeah? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Please, you guys, we need to prove Anifa wrong. I have rich friends. Don't be so. Ah, please so. Anyway, I've said my own. You guys should do yours. We'll meet in seven months' time. That being said, um, you guys, did you see the... Not even did you see because it's all over the internet now. Have you guys been following the Doen School... Um, The Doen School mother case? Because now mother... 
Wahala. <sighs> you reached the side. Man, all, all these things, like all these things happening just makes me feel like Nigeria is imploding. But maybe it's not imploding, you know, but there have been one too many cases of like brutality in, in schools and the brutality comes from different places. Yeah. It could be from a teacher to a student. It could be from older students or students in um, higher classes to students in, to juniors, basically seniors to juniors. And sometimes it's peers. So I think what makes this particularly sad is And I think, when did I first see this on social media? It was sometime during the weekend. Apparently, the the deceased cousin had come online to, you know, talk about it, that, you know, Doen has to explain, you know, what what had happened to a cousin and that the story is not adding up. Basically, the school had said they come pick him up. He had some sort of injuries from football, playing football. But the injuries were more severe and was not consistent with uh, what the school had said. And at the point of the deceased giving up, he had mentioned like names of fellow students who basically were trying to get him to get into a cult. And, um, you know, he was refusing and that's why they, they, they had done, they had punished him and, you know, dealt with him in that manner. Like, it this thing brings up a lot of questions for me, but maybe let me pause here. Alifa, you know what even triggered me again was the fact that the school released a memo or a note or whatever it is, they, they addressed the public explicitly saying this boy was injured while playing football. This video I watched does not look like a football injury. Like, scratch that. Are they trying to whine us? Like, I don't understand. And the sad thing is the fact that they are trying to, like, protect some people's reputation. They know the perpetrators. They know the guys that did these things. Maybe they are, like, maybe the parents are even, like, some high-profile guys like that in Nigeria. And, you know, they are trying to protect. I, I don't understand. In fact, it, it triggers me every time I see this news on the internet. Like, it triggers me. No parent should go through this thing. No parent. It's one thing to send your kids to school. It's another thing for them to come back home safely in good, like come back home safely and nothing has happened to them. Talk us of now coming back home dead. Like how? And to think the parents of this boy are in worry. So they sent their child all the way down to Lagos and you guys brought him dead back home. I mean, I agree he died at home, but then all of this thing started from his school. Um, so this is actually very, very sad, um, and very triggering information for me. I've actually been staying away from this, right? I, that's how I manage this kind of, like, information on social media. I just run away from it. Like, it's so much, right? Nigeria is a very lawless country, like, very. And this is not the first time we're experiencing something very similar and nothing, absolutely nothing was done about it right um it's what's it's not even about the reputation of anybody the school itself it's the it's not about giving up people right because it was done on the, in their premises and under their nose right so it's not even about the external world it's more about the school itself because it's it has everything to lose like everything 
And it's just so sad how far we can go in protecting what is not even meant to be protected. And this thing, like I said, it's not the first time we've heard similar scenarios, like similar stories, that nothing was done about it. Um, we're just going to... I hope this is not one of them. I really hope this is not one of them and, like, we get justice and also we learn from this. But the system is so messed up and, to be very honest, like, I don't want to start going into nitty-gritty on how, how in-depth this, this, this thing is. It's, it's so rooted everywhere, from teachers to seniors... Um, I think this is it's it's just sad is one of those ones we are getting to know of again. Some similar things happen in federal school, most especially federal boarding schools, state boarding schools, and we have so much horror stories. I'm sure you probably have like your fair share. I guess you're a student, but yeah, if you don't have your fair share, you know somebody. Like I don't think anybody will say they don't know one person that's probably gone through gone through bullying and bad treatment while in secondary school um right it's it's just so sad and there's a lot of things wrong with our educational system and this included and nothing has been done about it like absolutely nothing um i hope this this actually serves as so like a lesson to others and doesn't continue but to be very honest i have little fit like very little well, i'm going to hang on to that fit because it does a lot but i hope it won't be here sometime next year about somebody else's death again it's just so sad like really sad we've had mad stories i don't even want to start going into like digging up like stories that have happened like real life stories people's children people's siblings it's not it's not fair at all all in the name of what me, I'm even interested. Sorry, I'm even interested in who owns that school. I don't know, like the big people, like the bigger celebrities. They know who owns that school, but everybody's keeping quiet. Nobody's saying anything about it. Me, I just want to know who owns. Just school leave first. who owns the school. Like you are a parent and you heard something, and your child is going to wake up in that school tomorrow. How? How? Like how is this normal? But. Everybody likes... Nigeria has a very bad attitude about minding each other's business until you chop the breakfast. And it's very bad. Very bad attitude. It don't consign me. It's not, it's not me yet. Yeah, like, in a, in a normal in a normal scenario, like, you would expect that parents will actually rally around these parents that have been affected and actually call, call the school to account because, in my mind, it's different layers, yeah? So... First of all, the school that enables such things to happen on ground and basically everything happened, the boy was injured and you actually called his parents to come get him. Obviously, there's some sort of, they, they know what happened. You know, they are aware to some extent of what had happened. And what kind of school actually fosters the culture that, and maybe this is a body house thing. So I, I went to a day uh, secondary school where you would go and come back. So I don't really know too much about body houses. But from the things I've seen, from things I've seen online, it's actually quite common. This bullying, this um cycle of, okay, someone bullied me, so I'm going to do it as well to, to my juniors. It's something that is very common. And the school... 
I'm so sorry to cut you short. It's not even just a a a, a thing between like senior or junior. This happens in like Nigeria, federal schools, state schools, all schools, university. You hear where well, I went through this hardship as a lecturer. You have exactly. to go through it. Stinking exactly. Thing. Very stinking. Exactly. So for me, like there's a problem when the school is actually breeding, like actively allowing this kind of behavior like i know bullying happens but if you have some sort of policy that punishes people who bully others if they are reported and all of the i don't think it will be this rampant secondly like definitely like i said the school should be liable for some sort of things i mean the whole contract with handing your kids over to go to boarding school i'm sure like there can be something that the parents can actually you know sue the school for that's one thing the second thing that concerns me in this is those kids as well that allegedly perpetuated this thing against the boy who died. Like, I, I, I try to think of it that what made them this way, right? It's something, something must have shaped them to be this way. Whether they also were subjected to this kind of behavior, maybe it's something from home. But do you know the kind of bow that has to be in you, the kind of evil to have to treat a fellow like student that way like (laughs) it it worries me and i think thirdly as well i know the government has shut down the school uh like indefinitely there there have been some sort of like i know they said some investigation is going on blah 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 but like Aisha said, it's Nigeria. I'm not optimistic, but I'm really hoping that this will be one of those cases where, yeah, sadly, a life has been lost, but maybe we can just eventually get some sort of accountability from the institution, you know, in terms of you should have done this and you didn't do this and you're going to pay for it. Maybe they're going to be, they're going to be an example, you know, for other schools, but the, the bigger thing here as well is it, it made me think of discipline as a whole, like even parent-to-child discipline, like, okay, people who beat their children, is it really necessary? You know, when you beat your child, your child too internalizes those things, goes to school and sees, you know, beating others or inflicting physical pain as a means to get things done or things to go their way. Like, we need to take a step back and look at the entire like pipeline of okay schools discipline punishment everything is messed up and we cannot deny that some way somehow all those extremes are being what what contributed to situations like this happening um like you've actually said you've said it all discipline i think we have to look into that, like, like in our next season, right? Like parental discipline, what we think about it, um, and also our opinions on it. Like discipline as a whole, what what the child sees, what they internalizes, and I think we just Nigeria as a country again we glorify suffering. I don't know, like there's just so many things wrong, and you feel if probably somebody have not experience some sort of suffering right they, they probably not make like the best out of it. i don't know it's just some nonsense sticks but yeah we have so many so many so many wrong and also bad things like 
we need to do better like and like you said which i just hope this serves as like a lesson to others and it, it does not just go like that but i'm just trying to imagine let's even assume the government did not close the school and um, close the school or let's say they open the school back tomorrow. Like, how do you as a parent feel comfortable leaving your child in that environment? Or am I missing something? I, I think, you know, when when so many things have happened to kind of beat your psyche into submission, all these things that people look away from, like, it's in a normal, like, scenario. It's not normal. But because so many... I feel like Nigerians generally... We now, we, we've seen so many things happen, like, you know, on a country level, on a, like, on different levels that we are now kind of jaded. We are very hardened. We don't respond to situations. Like, there's a collective trauma. I think that's the word. And we don't respond normally to certain things. Like, you would expect that this kind of scenario, like parents would be up in arms and be protesting at the school, like being in solidarity with other parents. But actually that is not the case. Like, yeah, that's the only thing I can talk it up to. Like, it's only when people actually understand that, hey, this thing shouldn't be happening. You, this thing is not normal. Yeah, we, we should, we, we can demand for more. If you're in that frame of mind, is when you can say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight you. Like, I'm gonna go ask for what I'm due." But if you're not, if you're coming for me, eh, hey, I just want to put my head down and I don't want to make any trouble. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen to my child. Then, nah, you know, you're never gonna get any like collective response. You know, the the opera that you're looking for, you're not gonna get it. Yeah, it's just really sad. It's really sad and. I'm actually even scared. I'm not just sad. I'm scared about leaving these children that were that were perpetrators into the into the world and seeing what they become. I'm so scared. Like I'm really, really scared. And I hope for that sake, for the sake of the future, betterment and safety of everybody, something is done about it. I can't just imagine somebody that could do this at the age of what? 12, 13, 14? Yeah, they're, they're definitely minors, yeah. I, I'm scared of what it will become, right, but... <sighs> anyway, may, maybe to get off this sad, like, this really, really sad topic, our art, like, really goes out to the family of um, Sylvester, I believe. Um, may they, like, have the fortitude and strength to bear the loss. Um... And we really hope like justice will be done in some way and form. And that will lead to like a determinant of all these things like really happening. Okay. So last episode, guys, last episode of the season. <laughs> looking back, looking back, like what do you think was your best episode out of everything we've recorded so far? I think it's um owning your own space for me and um minding your own business. Sorry I shouted. So why why was that? Why are those your favorite episodes? So for the owning your own space, it was um I think for me it just helped me to kind of reflect on how I show up in the world and how I remain authentic 
and I mean, how are women authentic in the world? And minding your own business, of course, why wouldn't I like minding your own business? It's just telling people to mind their business and respecting each other's, like respecting others' privacy. And um, also, you know, talking about people respecting boundaries and the things that concern them and the ones that do not concern them, putting their mouths and everything. I don't know, it was just, I think those two episodes were just the highlights for me. Um, For me, it's actually a hard choice because I think every episode, like from the, the last one to the next one, actually resonates with me in different ways. So it's, it's somewhat difficult for me to pick a favorite episode. Yeah, like I love them, like the message, the past, the conversations we had. Is it about friendships? Is it about handling pressure? Like it's it's interesting, and I think the way those topics kind of resonate with people differently also goes along with sometimes like for example after a particular episode i i thought oh that was it it's nice and you get some feedback or get the kind of impact and um should i say how it affected somebody how somebody was able to think about their life or their decisions after that particular episode i like oh really it's that deep nice like i'm i'm glad like i was able to like help in that perspective right yeah, so it's it's kind of difficult for me to pick a favorite. So I feel like Bobby, it was the episode where we talked about uni and um, um, getting our first jobs. I think it was very nostalgic and it just made me look back and think of how far we've come and, you know, where I want to go and all that. So, yeah. Okay, maybe to move forward, what, what do you guys enjoy the most about doing this podcast with, with with your girls? Like, what do you enjoy the most? I think it's definitely catching up with you guys, like, every two weeks. Um, No matter how difficult things get, knowing I have, like, a space to, to get out this team. And, yeah, just help pumps back some energy into me for the coming week. It's, it's It was a bit difficult, like time zone differences right and also our busy schedules but yeah i think that was it for me yeah aisha said aisha said it all the highlight for me is catching up with you ladies because i mean it's funny that we are friends like i mean everybody knows we are friends but we don't get to talk every day we don't get to talk all the time and sometimes we don't even know what's happening in our lives you know and um coming on this podcast every two weeks every other week or every two weeks to, you know, do some form of catch-up, do some form of, um, and also having a space to talk to, like a space where you can, you know, confide in. Yeah, that's all right. That's fine. So I think what I enjoy the most is the fact that, personally, like I was looking at my, like some of my old write-ups and things I said I wanted to do and, actually realized that I've always wanted to do like something in the communication space. So kind of like own a blog or write on medium or do a podcast. In fact, I have like two different Google docs with two different plans. And somehow I see that this is kind of a manifestation or realization, you know, if you will, of some of those things. So I enjoy the podcast as well, because it's something I've wanted to do for a while, you know, although I wrote it down in different forms and I'm getting to do that. Anyway, okay. 
So we know at the beginning of the season, we told you guys that we're going to bring on guests. We're going to do this, do that. At the end of the day, the podcast became something of, okay, three of us actually started to find our voices and we thought that, okay, we're not going to disrupt anything this season. We're just going to do us. And it turned out pretty well. But for next season, one of the things we want to do is that we're going to bring people on, right? We're going to bring different people on to talk about themselves, share how they've gotten to where they are, their challenges, a lot of things, to be honest. And that's one of the biggest, like, focal point for us next season. So you're still going to hear from us, but you're going to hear from other people as well. Um, In terms of when we'll be back, Aisha, do you want to talk about when we'll be back? Hanifa, you just treat me under the bus. Like, you won't tell me. It's new, you our coordinator. So please, guys, oh, 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 Aisha. Anytime you see that we have not recorded, we've not dropped, it, just go to Aisha's VM. Is the one. Yes. <laughs> now they run If we don't drop anything, Naisha, hold on. Eh, oh my God. You what? Oh God. Wow. 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 Like, okay. Wow. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. But yeah, um, we're coming back better. We need this break. Like, we definitely do need this break. And sometimes next year, hmm. It looks like I'm giving a political answer, right? But yeah, sometimes next year, you guys are going to hear from us. And if you want to know more, just follow us on our social media, Twitter, on Instagram too. And yeah, you will know when we are coming back. I don't want to give a certain month or a certain date because we we definitely don't know yet. But yeah, we are coming back next year. Like, we need to get some things in all that. First quarter. First quarter, I promise. First quarter. Yeah, first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, Aisha. Most important thing is we're coming back bigger and better. Wait for it. Okay, thank you. As you've heard from our resident um, social media influencer, Isua, we're coming back bigger and better. Um, yeah, I think we, we've said a lot this part, like for this episode, and... Um, I mean, we called it the wrap-up for, for a reason. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to say, you know, one thing I wanted to say is it's a very, like, looking back over the uh, year 2021 and maybe going a step back to 2020, it's been a very tough, like, two years when you think about it. And... We've been consuming information generally, you know, as humans at an unprecedented rate. And this information we consume, they're not always a good kind. Yeah, it's usually, okay, there's a new COVID variant. Okay, this bad thing happened. Okay, that bad thing happened. And like I had a conversation this week that made me realize that it is very important to kind of cultivate the kind of content to consume so yeah you're always going to hear bad news or some terrible thing happened in you know this side of the world that side of the world but you have to consciously also consume good content so if you're the kind that for example likes to read like get yourself some sort of very good fiction book and read like 
some very good love story read and feel happy. Like if what you like is cooking or baking, do it. Like you need to put some sort of good energy to counteract all the negative energy, all the bad energy, all the bad news you hear. Like it's very important because what I've discovered is if you do not do this consciously, we humans become a lot of times what we listen to. So you become more cynical, you become, you know, more jaded, you you are just unhappy, but you don't really, you can't really pinpoint where these things are coming from. Make a conscious effort to like listen to good stuff, make a conscious effort to talk to your friends, to detach, to do all those things, because otherwise you just feel yourself like, you know, in this loop of helplessness, being cynical and being sad. So yeah, the key to remaining you in this world of nowadays, remember to consume good content, guard your art, stay true to yourself and spread good in the world. I know it's been a long-winded one, but that was just the final thing I wanted to say before leaving you you guys for this season. Um, Aisha and Isewa, was there any, you know, wrap-up notes to share with our listeners um thank you so much anifa for those nuggets like we become what we consume it's not just about like it's not about maintaining who you are but also becoming a better person right and what we consume the information we consume the people we relate with the the people we let in our space goes a very long way and also becoming a better person um yeah thank you for that you've 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 nailed it and i'm really excited we've got to do this i'm excited i've got to share one or two things with people i'm excited i've got to share the space with you girls and yeah see you next year am i the only one feeling emotional (laughs) like we're actually finishing the season oh (laughs) oh Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Anifa, thanks for the last um, the last few words you you said. It's um, it's something to take away. At, at least I know something I'm taking away from this episode is guiding my art and to keep spreading good in the world. It's very important, and um, yeah, it's really really been a very long and beautiful ride for you girls. I absolutely enjoyed. Um, recording this season and um, it's something I always looked forward to at least I know no matter how busy and hectic my week is or my week was I know I have a space to to look forward to to come and you know talk about my week to also share ideas and also you know just to some catching up it's been it's been amazing thank you thank you ladies for doing this too (laughs) and to our listeners thank you so much thank you so much for listening thanks for your constant feedback it's it's been it's been it's it's really good to know that people are listening to us people are learning from our stories people can relate to our stories and most importantly people are sharing their stories with us we look forward to many more um many more episodes and many more communication with you guys i don't know if that's it but then thank you thank you so much guys for doing this with us we look forward to 
seeing you or hearing from you next year. Happy New Year in advance, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should stay safe. Use your mask, wash your hands, and yeah, be good. I can't wait to see y'all in the new year. <laughs> oh, shit. Aisha, Aisha sounds like one of those newscasters. <laughs> no, Lily, no, Lily. Thank you so much, everyone. See you next year. Bye. Bye.